0: The views and opinions reflected in any of the stories narrated are solely those of the story contributor and are not necessarily that of the Nightmare Society. This podcast features adult content, so listener discretion is highly advised. And if you or anyone you know is struggling, help is available. Please see the resources in the show notes. The Nightmare Society. I'm from the UK. In 2016, when the whole killer clown epidemic was huge, I was walking through the woods at around 10 p.m., alone, in order to get to a party gathering thing that was happening in a secluded part of the forest. It was almost pitch black, and I could barely see in front of me besides the flash on my phone, and everything seemed normal as I was walking to the party. I got to a long stretch of woods with no defined path but it was the quickest way to the party, so I took it. As I got around midway through, I heard something to my left. I turned and saw a shadowy figure sat on a fallen log. I was understandably unnerved, but I couldn't make out if it was just shadows from the moonlight or if it was an actual person. I made the mistake of shining my phone light directly at it, and I was instantly terrified. Sat there, alone in the middle of the woods, was a large-ish man dressed as a clown with full face paint and sporting the creepiest smile imaginable. I tried to call five different people as I was passing by him and then I heard him get up behind me. I instantly started sprinting towards the end of the long stretch onto the path which had a barbed wire fence down the side of it. During the sprint I was pretending to be on the phone with one of my friends and I could hear him running after me that there was no chance in hell that I would be turning around to see if I was right. When I got to the path, I jumped over the fence as fast as I could and sliced my hands open as I did so. I then turned around and kept running backwards as I saw the clown stood behind the fence, just staring at me and smiling. I didn't stop running until I got to the party and I was scared for a very long time after this. You have to bear in mind... That there were so many rumors of people being killed by people dressed as clowns at the time. And while I will never know if the man had evil intentions or was just trying to scare me, it was extremely strange and scary to live through. So, in conclusion, killer clown man from the woods, let's not meet. There will be a couple of links in the show notes about this clown situation if you've never heard of it. I do remember this happening. One link is titled, Two Creepy Clowns in Black Van Approach Girls Walking to School. And the other is, Chainsaws and Hammers Reported in Killer Clown Trend. Happy reading. This occurred in 2017, due to a multitude of factors including a recent death of a close friend, I was unbearably depressed at this time in my life. For that reason, my family flew across the country to visit me in LA, where I live. We thought it would be nice to visit Catalina Island. When we arrived, it became apparent to us that it was the off-season. It was late November, the weather was cold, and as a result the island was nearly empty. Besides locals and a few straggling tourists, such as ourselves. Our first priority was to ditch our luggage, so we could explore the island. So we immediately checked into our motel, though that word hardly does the place justice. I call it a motel because all the doors to the rooms exited to the outside. But in actuality, our room was one of twenty to thirty quaint guest looking buildings, arranged in a sort of horseshoe shape around the walkway, with rooms on either side of the path. The entrance to the motel was essentially one of the points of the horseshoe, and if you walked dead straight, you'd reach the room where we were given, essentially on the corner before you have to go right to go further into the horseshoe. So from our room, one path led back to the street, the other further into the secluded maze of rooms. Stay with me. After a day of exploring and having just finished dinner, it was time for the cold, dark walk back to the room. Catalina Island is a decent distance to the mainland, and let me just say, it gets very dark. Similarly dark was my headspace after the dinner conversation took a left-hand turn, and my overwhelming depression got the best of me. I pulled my black hoodie tighter over my freezing ears and walked ahead of my parents to the hotel room, telling them I just needed to go to sleep And I did, immediately Depression sometimes makes that easy I was already losing consciousness as they entered after me Drifting off without so much as goodnight I then woke up to my mom saying my name A harsh whisper The room had two beds My parents' bed, closer to the door And mine, further into the room My mom's voice cut through the silence again She sounded concerned for me I didn't blame her considering my mental state at the time. groggy, I rolled over and asked what. As my eyes adjusted to the dim moonlight coming in through the curtains, I saw her turn to face me. She was... surprised to see me in my bed. Her eyes got wide. If I'm in my bed, who was she talking to? We both looked back to where she was previously looking to see a hooded figure in all black standing over their bed. I can't explain how horrifically startling it is to be on an island in the middle of the ocean and wake up to a hooded stranger looming over you. This moment seems to last forever. Life isn't like the movies where characters unleash a blood-curdling scream. Sometimes the only thing that comes out is something panicked and guttural. My mom's words became low and severe as she said my dad's name in a dire voice I've never heard her use before. Then the hooded figure did something so bizarre and unsettling. It didn't advance towards us, but instead crouched in the corner near where it stood. The way it crouched was so absolutely unexpected, even in regards to this already unexpected situation, that it terrified me. It seemed animalistic. I knew two things. The hooded figure had been standing over us sleeping and it's not acting in any sort of way that I can understand. As opposed to the infinite moments of this figure standing over us mere seconds ago, the series of events that unfolded when my hulking ex-military dad woke up happened in an instant. Suddenly, we were out the door, not knowing which way the intruder went. My mom was screaming, Get him! Get him! My dad was running down one path of the horseshoe, further into the hotel, Shouting through sheer adrenaline, I'm gonna kill you! I ran down the path towards the street. When I got there, not a sign of the intruder, but it became suspiciously quiet behind me. I ran back to the room to find my dad quietly walking back, his head low. He gets really close to me and I hear him say, It's a freaking kid. Some young teen, tall and lanky as I am in my twenties, wearing all black, including a black hoodie went into the wrong room, our room, the one time my parents just so happened to forget to lock the door, so to the guy in the black hoodie who entered our hotel room in the middle of the night, that's not me. I'm a 24 year old female. I was living in a women's shelter and made some really good friends there. We used to sit at this park across from a temple at night and drink and smoke or whatever. We'd be there for hours listening to my music, just having fun and talking about our lives. We were all quite young, early 20s, and I should say we were all there due to a fair amount of trauma in our lives, and we connected through that a lot. One night, my friends and I went to a party in the city where we had been drinking for hours. And we weren't tired when it was over, so when me and my closest friend there, a 22-year-old female, got back to the shelter, we decided to go sit in the park and watch the sunrise and drink a little more. We were there for a little while, and suddenly we hear this R&B rap music coming from the temple across the street. I might add that we are both mixed black girls, and we were very tipsy, so we thought it would be a strange adventure to go over there to see who was playing my favorite song so loud in the morning be a potential friend or we would learn about the place. It was a beautiful temple. We walk over and the gates were locked. We were disappointed but a man comes out to greet us and said we could come in to see the temple. He said it was his music and he loves that we like the same music. We go in and he shows us around the temple. It's beautiful in the bottom but we notice a lot of rooms with beds and he tells us if we ever wanted to rent rooms we could for an unbelievably cheap price. We thought being homeless girls with not much work that it was an amazing opportunity. Almost too good to be true. In this country, there tends to be temples that have spare rooms like this that people can rent, typically followers of the faith. At first, I felt nothing but positive vibes. He shows us his computer that's playing the music and asks what songs we would like to hear. I get comfortable with this guy. He was funny, and we were all getting along well. Anyway, we're talking about recreational activities that rhymes with Iguana. We had some and we offered it to him because he was just so cool and chill. He says he will pack ours with our stuff. That will be important later. I should add that he was constantly complimenting me specifically. My hair, my skin color, and saying really forward compliments that made me uncomfortable. He started asking if I like Asian men and if I've ever slept with one he was of eastern asian descent i'm not sure where though he then went on to ask more questions about my sexual preferences and told us he would give us very bad drugs i don't think i can list them here to girls to smoke and take advantage of them drugs no one should ever do he also said he sees us sitting in the park sometimes through his window all of that was becoming a pile of red flags He then said as we were smoking that if we have another friend we can also take his room because he's moving soon. That was when I got a weird feeling, so I decided to ask him why he was leaving if the rent was so cheap. He wouldn't answer, just dodging the question, and my intuition was telling me something was wrong. It's ridiculous it took so long. I asked if I could get some water and he said to get one out of the fridge. I went out and there was another guy there. He was nice and offering me the water but I decided to get a glass and use the tap. He runs out of the room my friend was in and says, no, the one from the fridge. And I said, I'm fine with this. He walks me back to the room and I sit down next to my friend. He then goes on to say that he's moving because he hears people screaming, having very adult parties at night, noises banging on the door, sounds of people being tortured and hurt, and it disturbs his sleep. Mate, what? It was almost like it accidentally slipped out, what he had just said. I almost thought it was a joke. I asked him if it was nightmares, ghosts, or real people that are making these noises at night, and he continued to dodge my questions. I asked why on earth he didn't tell us this earlier. We were honestly in disbelief, and he continued to ignore what we were saying and acting strange. I then noticed he had closed the door when I came back in earlier. I started to think we needed to get the heck out of there. He then says, You have to listen to this song, you'll love it. It gets worse. He puts on this terrifying chant, Viking-sounding song, and it plays loud. Way too loud. And he's chanting this song so loud we're yelling at him to turn it off, but he doesn't listen. The video is a Viking-like-looking man killing people. As we're begging him to turn it off because it's scary, he turns his face to us fast and screams maniacally with his teeth showing, Ah! his tongue out and his eyes wide. It was the most distorted face I've ever seen in real life. He didn't look human. No sane person could act this way. My fight or flight response isn't really good. I sat there laughing it off, frozen in fear. My friend, on the other hand, was in fight mode she threatened to be his butt if he didn't let us out right now i ran to the door and he ran at me so i froze in front of him and he went to open the door because it was locked we start running out of the house while he laughs maniacally speed walking behind us we bolted out and mind you i'm still trying to laugh it off because it was the beginning of the worst panic attack i've ever experienced if my friend wasn't there in fight mode i generally don't know what would have happened to us I know it probably doesn't sound that scary, but this terrified me to my core. The way he changed so quickly. His movements and mannerisms. The way his face just didn't look human anymore. And how naive we were to go in there in the first place, because it seemed like an innocent place. We didn't get much answers from the situation because we were too scared to go back or to cause problems, which is stupid. We don't know if he was truly troubled or if there were actually people there getting hurt, killed, tortured, and or having these adult parties. It scared me as well to think about the fact that he knew we were homeless, vulnerable girls at the time, that he may have lured us in with the music he hears us play. We also were completely tripping because he laced our stuff. I don't think I can say on here what my friend believed it was, but it was the worst experience ever, and I highly doubt Those girls he spoke about in the beginning were there consensually. There are some strange things going on in my house. I may be overreacting, but I don't know. Our house has a basement crawl space that's only accessible from outside, through a door directly underneath my bedroom window and about 10 feet from the bottom of the steps leading up to the back deck. It's a fairly large space, dirt floor and concrete walls, clean and pretty big enough for a grown man to stand up in. Until recently, it was half full of junk, mostly from our kitchen reno, like paint cans and equipment and extra floor tiles and such, and it had a padlock on it. We asked our yard guy to do some extra work that included cleaning it up completely, and when it was empty, we didn't bother putting the lock back on it. It has a sliding bolt on it that keeps it closed in addition to the little loop thingy that you put the padlock on. So we just slid the bolt and called it good. There was absolutely nothing in it, so there's no point in locking it. A couple of weeks ago, my boyfriend was out on the back deck emptying the recycling bins and noticed that the door was open someone would have had to open it the sliding bolt is a bit rusty and wouldn't easily come open and certainly wouldn't have opened on its own he went to check it out nothing and nobody in there still completely empty he thinks well okay someone was poking around in it maybe and didn't find anything interesting but he did tell me about it and reminded me to keep the doors locked when he wasn't home a few days after that i had the dog outside and he ran straight to the door and started sniffing and scratching at it, and I noticed that it was slightly open again. I opened it, went inside, and walked around. Nothing and nobody there. We do have a lot of trees and wildlife on our property, including raccoons and groundhogs in addition to tons of squirrels. We have one huge oak tree that overhangs the roof covering the master bedroom, so it's nothing unusual to hear squirrels and other animals on the roof with their little pattering feet and scratching sounds. Yesterday I was here alone, laying in bed reading a book, the house completely silent. Usually the dog will lay in bed with me, but he was fidgety acting. He was pacing and just acting weird. I was hearing the usual late afternoon squirrels or whatever on the roof, but then I hear a noise that is clearly the crawlspace door creeping open. It's directly underneath the window to my right, so I stand up and creep over to the window, crack the shades a tiny bit to peek out and I see a guy starting up the steps to the back deck, having just exited the crawl space. I immediately said, oh heck no, dropped the shades and headed up the hall directly to the door he was heading for to confront him. At that same moment my dog went nuts barking and beat me to the door, but he was nowhere in sight when I got there. I only saw him through the window for a second, and I only saw him from the back as he was heading up the steps, He was also wearing a ball cap, so I couldn't have even said what color his hair was. I'm guessing my dog scared him away, but what the heck was he doing walking up on my porch in broad daylight with someone obviously home, if he hadn't planned on knocking on the door. And no one would knock on that door anyway, people go to the front door to knock, not walk all the way around to the back, in the trees, in the backyard. I waited a few minutes, then got my pepper spray out of my purse and went to investigate. Sure enough, the crawlspace door was open again. No one inside. When my boyfriend got home, he put the padlock back on it. Then he got my gun out of the safe where it's been for years and insisted I keep it under the mattress on my side of the bed. I only agreed to that after he loaded it with rat shot because I don't think I could shoot a human being, not even in self-defense and rat shot won't do much more than scare someone with the noise of the gunshot. He was really mad at me that I went by myself into the basement to check things out, but I'm more angry than frightened. I don't know if I'm overreacting. That just because someone had been inside the basement a few times, I automatically assumed that the man that I saw was responsible and meant harm. I'm fairly certain he did come from there though, because I definitely heard the door open just seconds before I saw him on the steps with it locked up now though if someone had been routinely in and out of that we'll stop like I said I just don't know if I'm freaking out over nothing I'm keeping my doors locked just in case I was 26 years old at the time. I was walking my dog, Indy, in my local field. It was dark, but it wasn't late. It was wintertime in the UK, so it was maybe 6pm. The field is mainly used for rugby and football, but it's completely free to walk through whenever. It's also surrounded by houses and street lights on the roads, but the field itself is dark, so I brought a torch with me. Mainly so I didn't trot in any dog crap. I've come in one entrance of the field, and I'm following a path that leads to another exit and entrance. I use the field to make a loop back around on the road and back to my house, giving my dog some off-lead time while in the field. Anyway, as I'm walking up the field, I notice a figure walk in the exit entrance that I was going to use to leave. I keep my eye on this figure as they have very dark clothing, and they have their hood up. I'm shining my torch as I'm walking so I know the person knows I'm there, as it's very obvious. At first I wasn't nervous, more so just being vigilant. Indy is a wonderful German shepherd, so as you can imagine I feel pretty safe with her. There's lots of new bushes and trees planted sporadically up the part of the field that isn't used for sports. It wasn't until I saw the person duck down behind some of those bushes and trees that I absolutely froze. I was about 200 feet from the exit, but would have to walk past the bush they hid behind to get to it. I call Indy over and get her back on the lead so she's close. By this point she is also hyper alert due to the person behind the bush. With that I hear a weird high pitched voice that sounded like they were saying my dog's name. I assume they heard me call her. They said it three to four times in this long doubt high pitched voice. It's clearly coming in the person hiding. Luckily Indy wasn't reacting to it as it probably barely sounded like her name to her. had the moment of shall i fight or flight either one run past the bush and try for the exit Two, turn around and run back into the dark field and make for the other exit which is a lot farther away or three confront this guy indeed at this point is hackles up ears up and very alert in front of me all while still maintaining a wonderful sense of calm i went with number three I confronted that jerk. I mustered up every bit of courage and confidence I had and shouted at the top of my voice. What the hell are you doing? Huh? The hooded man came out from the bush very quickly without saying anything. What the hell are you doing trying to scare a young woman? I'm so glad my voice didn't shake or break when I said it, as I was terrified at this point. He said he thought that I was someone that he knew. I asked him who the heck hides from someone they think they know in a dark field. He skulked down the field and I made a quick exit with Indy. God knows what his intentions were. Maybe he thought I had a smaller dog and was going to try to attack me. Maybe then he saw Indy and realized, no chance. Or maybe he really did think I was someone he knew. Whatever it was, it was weird and very scary. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, which will be this Friday, as we're having two episodes this week for Halloween. <laughs> Hope you all have a very, very happy Halloween. And.